what are, you know, two or three tips in, in your wisdom and all the experience that you have with language that we can put into our daily lives, having to do with metaphors, sayings, idioms, all that. What are two or three things that we can do practically today to help us? Notice them. For those things to notice them and then embody them. So if you're going around in circles, draw the circling or walk the circling just to find other old solutions. And then, then you can apply that back to the real life situation. And if you do that, you'll, it'll open up the perspectives that you're seeing about this stuck situation. So I've never had anybody turn around and go, no, I'm still as stuck as I was. Welcome to another episode of Happy Brain. My name is Sean Block, and you're going to listen to a conversation with Allison Smith. She's a podcaster and has an amazing creative podcast called Landscaping Your Life. And she wrote a book called Can't See the Wood for the Trees, Landscaping Your Life to Get Back on Track. You're going to enjoy this episode and stay through because I'll share my thoughts and my experiences and my takeaways and how I benefited from this episode at the end. Cheers. I know that language is such a part of what you do and I want to hear more. And you were you had an episode of the podcast talking about drawing a line in the sand. And what were you trying to do? Why do you give these analogies or not or metaphors? What does that do in your in your work? What, why do you use those? Um, well, I don't use them. I think I use them because people use them. So it's that whole... Um, I started using metaphor because I'm an awkward so-and-so. So actually, if you try and tell me, oh, Alison, this is what I think you should do. This is really good advice. Then I will, my logical mind will run rings around you and go, no, 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 I've already, I've already tried that. So metaphor works for me. But what I realized was metaphor works for everybody. And when we're stuck, we quite often will go, I need to draw a line in the sand or I need to turn a corner, or I can't see the wood for the trees. And all right, dependence of where you are in the world, you might say, I can't see the forest for the trees, or I can't see the woods for the trees. So, so you've got different idioms that people use. But nevertheless, we use them when we're stuck. And we're also using them to say, I'm stuck. There are no solutions. This is me. I can't see the wood for the trees. Um, and... What I realized was when we're stuck, we've got ourselves so head up. And as I, I, in fact, I've been doing um, some recordings on it today on it in terms of it's as if we're looking in the corner of a room and when, and that's our problem and everything we can see is the problem. And we're going, that's the problem. And the solution, I can't find the solution because that's the problem. And then the metaphor just says, Turn around, there's a whole room behind you that you're just ignoring. And so it's the same when you can't see the wood for the trees. I'll come back to drawing a line in the sand, but if you can't see the wood for the trees, quite often people are overwhelmed, don't know what to do, they're stuck. Okay, so that's what logic's saying. That's what your story, that's what the narrative's saying. So we're not going to find any more solutions using our logical thinking. Okay, let's park that. I say, let's take it or send it on a coffee break. Let's explore the metaphor. You've, you've used the metaphor. You relate to the metaphor. What would you do in a real wood? Oh, well, I'd, uh, I'd follow the paths out. I'd cut some trees down. I'd climb a tree. I'd uh, get a map out. I mean, I've, I've had some senior managers in a wood with me embodying can't see the wood for the trees. 
and like a a warden comes past you, like a wooded person, and they go, oh, you're looking lost. Do you want a map? And gets a map out. So it's so then once you've got this lovely list that you've got of metaphorical solutions, maps, hats, cutting things down, then it's okay. So let's now go back to the situation that you said you you were stuck about, but you've now got all these lovely solutions. And somewhere in there is the magic of our brain going, I was stuck with no solutions. Oh, but metaphorically, there's lots of solutions. So this there's lots of solutions for this one. So you you could no, I, I was just gonna say because it's <laughs> it's hitting me pretty strong. Like you you get you put so much energy and putting yourself in the situation, like, you know, forest through yeah. the trees. We say yeah. forest through the trees here instead of okay. wood through the trees. Woods, when you talk about woods, you're talking about a forest treed area, right? Yeah. The tree, right? Yeah. But what, when I'm, when you're talking, it's just all of a sudden my mind is opening up and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you're right. Like, let's use that. That's a great idea because when you're, you can't see, what, what can you see? You know, yeah. you can see a lot. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's, it sounds so like, did, does this relate to, you know, like I, w- I was listening to some pod or um, meditation to talk about, I'm paraphrasing, but the Buddha said something like it is, um, you know, it, language is so important because it, it is what it is. Like it, what you say and think it is, right? Like you're, you know, when you put yourself there, that's what it is. Like, so if you, if you tell yourself, gosh, I'm stuck, you're like, yeah. you're, you're stuck. Yeah, you're stuck. And you're I'm, helping I'm, us. And you're helping yeah. us. Yeah. You're helping us I'm come so... up with ideas. And so, yeah, and I love it because even though I've done it for 23 years, even now, if I go, even if somebody cho- chooses, you know, I don't know, turning a corner. So, you know, if you want to turn a corner in your life, go and turn a corner. I mean, literally go out into nature and find a turn a, turn a, corner, a corner to turn. And you'll be amazed. It's as if your body goes, oh, I've turned that corner now. That's why I get excited on a on a a podcast episode because I'm embodying it. I'm doing it about an area in my life that I'm thinking I need to draw a line in the sand bit. So I go out and I go, okay, when when we're stuck or when we know we need to be doing something that we're not doing, we use this phrase, I need to draw a line in the sand. And yes, sometimes it's about a line in the sand that we won't cross. And sometimes it's a line in the sand we need to cross and never come back to. However, deciding what our relationship is with that line, I went to the beach and I drew some lines. And as I'm drawing these lines, I'm going, that's a bit half-hearted. And it was, I drew three lines and they were like a meter long, you know, three feet long or something. And um, it's like, well, it's no wonder that all the other tuckers, normally we don't use the, the, I need to draw a line in the sand unless we've tried to do it before and failed. Yeah, we, it's normally a pattern of, I said I wasn't going to do that, and here I am doing it again. I need to draw the sign in the sand this time. This time's going to be different. And so I drew little little lines, and I went, well, that's why they've not, I've failed, because it's not a big enough line. I was drawing them with my toe in the sand. It's like, oh, no, I need either a, a stick, and there weren't any sticks, so I need to do it with my fingers, and it needs to be a longer line. Now, it doesn't matter. If somebody listening to this goes, well, what are you talking about? Go out. Think of a situation you want to draw in the, a line in the sand about and just experiment because we're taking our patterns, but we're not taking the story with us. 
So, so all of the, this person, I get annoyed with that person and that doesn't work. That doesn't come with us. So we can have fun. We can draw the line in the sand. So what happened with me? Drew the line. Oh no, got to be longer. Has to have an end. So one end was with the sea. The other end was on a rock. Long, long line. But then when I stepped over it, because for me it was, I'm drawing a line, I'm stepping over and, and then I wanted to run. And it was like, it really, really hit me that, oh, I cannot look back. If I look back now, I'm, I'm lost again. I'm back into the old habit. Mm. So I got a real sense of new environment, walk and do not turn around. Do not doubt. Do not worry. So I think there's something about that embodiment in the same way as turning a corner and realizing, well, I couldn't see what was around the corner. What I'm hearing, okay, I'm visually putting myself at the beach. I'm visually, as you're describing it so well, I am literally drawing that line in the sand. And, you know, relating to mental health, what it feels like for me when I'm thinking of drawing lines, it's like, that's it. I'm drawing lines. That's it. I'm stopping. That's it. I'm I'm gonna you know stop being depressed. I'm gonna stop struggling. I'm gonna step over that line. I'm gonna like you know jump over that line or whatever it is. Like I'm that to me that's like a barrier and like I have to cross it. But what I wanted to say is literally doing that, like not not in your mind, but actually going to a place and drawing a line. It seems to me that that would help you in so many ways. First, getting out in nature, you know. Getting, getting out of your head and being physical. So I think it's, for me, is about noticing the pattern of either words that you use, right? I'm drawing a line on, I'm never going to use that word again. And just notice what you notice about the impact on your mental health as yeah. a result. And as you're talking, uh, I, was, I was looking up some, some idioms or idioms versus metaphor. These <laughs> relating to nature. And one of my favorite ones, because I love the beach, is, um, you know, don't make so many waves or make waves, make waves. Do you know what that expression is here? Make waves. Like it means like, you know, impact, make a difference, make waves, you know, and as I'm talking to you, I'm like doing the wave thing, you know, like moving it. So I don't know. I'm just excited about um, looking at language in a different way and, and how you are kind of framing things. So I think for me, for my mental health, I, I think it's going to definitely help and watch what I'm saying. Oh, that, I mean, that's the biggest thing is that whole, you know, if you're, if you're a client of mine, then you'll say something. I'll go, hang on a minute. <laughs> You've just said that. Would that be useful? Let's explore that. Because it's, it's sort of giving a, you know, I say, you know, a picture paints a thousand words, a metaphor paints a thousand pictures. So we don't, you know, we could spend two hours you telling me about the problem and I've still not quite got it. Whereas you tell me, I'd like to make waves in the world. All right. So then, and then it becomes a conversation about, is that, are you near, you know, are you near a water? Because quite often, sometimes it's sort of a, yeah, that's a great saying, but you're not near any water to make the waves, which then translates as, oh yeah, I'm sitting at home having a vision about how I'm going to take my work, work, work out into the world. But actually, I'm nowhere near the clients that would be interested. I'm not engaging with the clients. So I think that's the, that's the, and it's much better when you go, are you near any water? Oh, no. 
all right, so where are you going to make the waves? You're going to make it in the bath? You know, at least in the UK, we've got a lot of baths, so, you know, that might be okay, but, oh, puddles, we have a lot of rain, so, yeah, perhaps we're going to make waves in the waves, a little wave there. So I think it's just some of it is tapping into absurdity, that the more absurd we can get, the more we're able to um, sort of jiggle our brain a bit because we, we absolutely know the answer. And therefore, all we need is help because all that's happening is in our mind, we're looking into that corner thinking the answer is in that corner. And absurdity and laughter will just get us to look round and go, oh, oh, I didn't notice that door. You know, I'm looking in the corner going, I want to go somewhere different. And you just laugh and then go, I don't know. Practically speaking, kind of, I know we need to wrap up here. What are, you know, two or three tips in, in your wisdom and all the experience that you have with language that we can put into our daily lives, having to do with metaphors, sayings, idioms, all that. What are two or three things that we can do practically today to help us? Notice them. First things to notice them and then embody them. So if you're going around in circles, draw the circling or walk the circling just to find other old solutions and then then you can apply that back to the real life situation. And if you do that, and that's what the podcast's about, is me doing that and just sort of sharing with you the insights that I'm getting, um, you'll, it'll open up the perspectives that you're seeing about your stuck situation. So I've never had anybody turn around and go, no, I'm still as stuck as I was. I love it. So... How can people listen to you? Mention your podcast. What's your podcast called? Landscaping Your Life. Awesome. And your book. I can't see the wood for the trees, but it's also got a tag, Landscaping Your Life. So, so actually, if you go on Amazon and go Landscaping Your Life, you'll find the book through Landscaping Your Life. There's going to be a bit of a, you know, theme here. And I, and I you know, without getting into landscape, doesn't it isn't, uh, stand for something, right? Isn't? I read somewhere on your website. Yeah, like, there's an idiom. Yeah, I've, I've come up with an acronym. But to be fair, it's more the fact that it's nature's landscapes mm-hmm. as metaphors for our lives. So it's landscaping our life, basically, is Got where it. that came from. But everything is, you know, um, on uh, TikTok, on um, Instagram, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn. If you do a link landscaping your life, you'll find me. There's too many Alison Smiths, you see. So Alex, so... Um, <laughs> landscaping your life will find me. So I kind of leave you with this. So one of the things that I always say, and I got to now really pay attention to this. I always say, I need to get back on track. Back on track. So, okay, I, I'm going to, there's, maybe I should go to a really railroad track and go get back on the track. What is that doing for me to get back on the track? Where is it leading me? Well, I can see, yeah. right? What's there's the track to start off with? Yeah, what yeah. track? you know, what does that mean? And so what I get from you is that it opens up my mind into problem solving, into creative. And it's like, oh, what does that mean? And all of a sudden my mind is going from this linear track to like all these possibilities. So, uh, wow. There was one track when I was out on a field where I realized I couldn't see any tracks, but there was mold tracks under the the grass. Hmm. So sometimes we can't see the tracks. Brilliant. Well, thank thank you so much uh, for for sharing your your wisdom. This is this has been very very 
personally enlightening. And I, I'm excited about like actually watching my language. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I, I'll just kind of leave you with this, you know, um, this conversation, it's almost like as fresh as a daisy, you know, very energetic and lively. That's, that's, that's the idiom. So <laughs> cool. I accept that. Thank you very much. <laughs> and there you have it. That was such a powerful and personally rewarding episode to experience. Looking at language in a totally different way. We have had episodes even recently where we talked about how important language it is and what you say and how the universe is. For example, we talked about um, how you're feeling. I'm not so bad, not so bad. Well, the universe is, just hears bad, right? It just hears those direct words. Well, today's talk was a little bit different. It's kind of those expressions that we've heard a million times before and maybe using those and experiencing it differently. So for example, we were talking about tip of the iceberg. When I think of tip of the iceberg, you think of like the images you see in business presentations where there's water and then a little bit of tip is above the water and all the iceberg is below the water. Tip of the iceberg. But the tip of the iceberg doesn't have to be a little bit, the tip of the iceberg can be underwater. The tip of the iceberg can be uh, way, 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 way in the ground. That's, that doesn't mean that the rest of it is submerged. The whole iceberg could be, you know, uh, above ground or whatever it is, or it literally tips on its side. So it's about experiencing things and, and seeing things differently. So I was in Alaska and I saw a tip of the iceberg literally crash into the sea. And, you know, it was very, you know, dramatic and stuff like that. So my point is, is that we got to look at these, la the language we use and what it does if you think about it and try to experience it, now you can't always experience the tip of the iceberg, but let's say we were talked about like making waves. Well, what does that mean to you? And what happens when you physically are in the bathtub making waves or a pool or the beach making waves? What does that experience do for you? How does that help you? How does that change the way you think about things, et cetera? So what I got out of this episode is to really embody and, and, pay attention to what you're saying and not let that get uh and, and know that experience it and maybe use that to help you um get through things right so i'll leave you with this one thing that you can do right now open your glass selling glass door open your front door if you're already out there in nature walking good for you way to get some exercise but try this one thing i want you to think about the expression a breath of fresh air. What does that mean to you? Now take a breath of fresh air. What comes to you? What, what does that mean to you? You know, how does that, how does that help you? Does it give you a different thought? Does it frame things a little bit different? That is an example of how you can really use simple language to open up things. So when I take a breath of fresh air, I'm pausing for a second. I'm paying attention of this air that's going through my body it's new. It's, it's something different. You know, I feel like I'm experiencing something different. So right there, I've already slowly uh, used that expression to change something in my body, to, to think about things a little bit different, not so absolute. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you have any feedback at all, 
I'll put a link to our survey. And, you know, we do this out of, out of love and we want to make sure, you know, to keep doing it. Do, do people benefit from this? Do you like it? Does this help? And let us know so that we can continue uh, to provide this. I know it helps me. So I'm ho hoping that it helps one of you as well. Thanks for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. Cheers. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy. Happy.